Welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. It's Olympics time. Yeah. And when the game is on. When the Sports Outsiders become Sports Insiders. I have been watching so much sport this week. This, Which, is, this is where people like Joel and I, who are big sports fans, are like idiots. Because in the office, someone would be like, oh, did you see the thing about the bobsled guy's mom who had cancer? And we're like, no, actually, no, I didn't, yeah, I didn't totally, see that at all. And you're like, totally oh. didn't. Well, it was great. And you're just like, now, now I'm the asshole. The men's individual luge, the Germans had it on lockdown, and then he hit a wall on his last run. Yeah. Wait, is he it came in, in second? It's a real, it's a is real individual luge reversal. just the skeleton? Yeah. No. Well, but it's on a like a bobsled no, course. Skeleton's the one where you go head first. Right. Oh, yeah. It's not that. <laughs> skeleton is what you've always wanted to do in a water slide, but we're not afraid. Not a, we're afraid to ask. You, you, you know no, you, you it? No, it's scary. Yeah. Skeleton yeah, was when know. people were just sort of like, well, the luge does seem death defying to an insane degree. Yeah. But can we tick this up? Yeah. Yeah. Head <laughs> a first, little bit no, more that's dangerous. Awful. Because the German hit the wall. If you would have hit the wall head first, you'd have uh, one less head. Yeah. And yet, you might see that skeleton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why, that's why, that's why they call it that. <laughs> yeah, because it makes death out of man. So you've been watching a lot of Olympics then? I've been watching a lot. I uh, just got done watching the slalom tonight. Uh, it, they go fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. Were, it was icy and windy. Yeah, and there's still... But it's the slalom's the one where you're you're weaving in out of the, the poles, Yeah, right? and a, a 17-year-old American lady won the uh, women's snowboard halfpipe. Hey, oh, hey Kim. E- easy Kim. there, easy there. Yeah. Easy there. Pretty 17. Great. <laughs> Can't say her name. Uh, She's a minor. Kim. Something Kim, yeah. Yeah, Kim's the last. Name. I do enjoy, yeah. you know. I'm not, you know, as a sports fan, I'm not really into front running. That's where you just root for teams that win. Yeah, I kind of allow myself it with the Patriots a little bit, and then it's basically uh, Scandinavia during the Winter Olympics. Yeah, I usually. I'm just sort of like, kind of like Norway, the Netherlands, you know, Finland, the Swedes. I just kind of pull for them. Not if you're looking at mixed curling. Then it's Canada's gold. <laughs> well, that was, by the way, that was a Norway yeah. versus Canada in the mixed curling. I yeah. watched that. Actually, yeah. I, yeah. I usually pull Canada over anybody in yeah. the Winter Olympics. No, that's true. But I will say this. One exception, uh, foxy American skiers, Lindsey Vaughn and now Michaela Schifrin. When you say foxy, it just bothers me. Yeah, oh, I'm it, sorry. It doesn't work oh, why? when you say it. What What should I have said? It there? sounds like you're like a father who's talking about like yes, your daughter's yeah. friends. Oh, Oh, yeah. God, that is not a good Or look. a dad having <laughs> yeah. the talk and being like, now, you know, Phil, there's going to be some foxy girls at uh, this dance. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> well, on the well, podcast see, that today. sounds totally wholesome, whereas the dad talking about his daughter's friends sounds see, that's why incredibly it creepy. Yeah. yeah. It was the creepy one. It's so we're one. on both ends of the spectrum here. Which I one thought it was. I, th- I felt it was just like the misunderstood. Like you know how I don't know when he's talking about. Have you seen those foxy American skiers? Those snow bunnies. <laughs> Everybody, right. email email the sports 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 podcast. How creepy is Joel in describing female? Hi, athletes. our new listeners on the Google Play Store. Oh yeah, hi everybody. We're now we're now available on Google Play. Speaking of creepy, we have figure skating commentator Terry Gannon on the show yeah, today. Oh yeah, Terry we do. Gannon. He was uh, so ice dancing. He ice, was dancing. The ice dancing. Okay. Commentator. Because you can't have the same commentators for both the figure skating and ice dancing. Lots of differences. That would be insane. Yes. 
Well, also, I, mean, I think NBC is like has to like basically turn upside down the bin that they keep all their sports commentators in and like shake them all out. Right. Oh yeah. Because there's so many sports, they got to be going to like you know like the Lexington, Kentucky affiliate to be like we we got a guy, we need yeah, a guy to yeah. cover girl skeleton. Right. Sometimes yeah. though, it's like it's a little like you hear someone, you're like, wow, this is a really great announcer. It's a shame that they are apparently an expert in a sport that only puts them on television like once every four like years. Like curling. Yeah. Those well, curling announcers got very excited uh, when they're brushing really well, fast right near the end. You know, a couple of them got a little uh, high on the hog with their fat CBC contract. Yeah, I was oh, about yeah. to say, cur- curling announcers are working year round. Really? Skeleton announcers, I don't know when, I don't know, oh, like where do these only people Halloween. come from? Only Halloween. David <laughs> S. Pumpkins. What does the S stand for? <laughs> Uh, something so we got a wide world of weird sports as well damn right we do and news 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 but first 2018 pyeongchang olympics death watch 2018 pyeongchang olympics death watch brought to you by double bubble the official waxy bubble gum of the olympics are we still chewing this wow they put waxy in the drop (laughs) yeah yeah, (laughs) not that's that's not like a pleasant way to describe i feel like they're just very self-aware yeah, well, they're owning their existence. Yep. Good, good for them. There's a lot of great stories we can talk about with the Olympics, you guys. Of course. I know. We have the first two openly gay U.S. Olympic athletes, Adam Rippon and Gus Kenworthy, trolling Vice President Mike Pence. Are they the first two openly gay athletes? Correct. During the time of competition. Really? For Which, it's just like Johnny it's Weir. Crazy, Johnny yeah. Weir came out afterwards. But you knew Johnny <laughs> Weir was gay. Yeah. I yes, guess. yes. I, but But openly... Yeah. Johnny Weir came out in the same way that uh, what's the guy from uh, Karma you, Chameleon? You, you came can't out. do the reference. Boy, yeah, George. boy George. Wait, what? That's that's what you went with, Boy George. You well, could have chosen boy Lance George. Bass or Ricky Martin, which were the two most I would say recent ones of people coming oh. out that everyone said no, it was okay. We knew. Yeah, no, but I. You I were Kevin Spacey. Boy George came out in like 2004, though, and I remember it being like, oh, boy, that God. that hadn't Joel. already happened. We YouTube could, wasn't invented. There was nowhere to put their coming out videos. <laughs> We could talk about the Nigerian bobsled team. That's the first from the continent of Africa. Holy crap. Wow. Yeah. Is John Candy their coach too? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, that guy, at least that guy's Jamaica, banned. Do they have mountains in, in Nigeria? Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. But we, so we could talk about those, or we could talk about Sean White eats a hamburger named after him. What? Nice. Yeah. The flying tomato burger? That's right. Restaurant owner Chog Winso. No, nope. f- no, wait. Stop. <laughs> Chog Winso? Cha Gwen So. Cha yeah. Gwen So. The yes. Olympics are in Korea, Phil. Oh, I thought you said Chog Winso. <laughs> Never mind. You go Chag on. Wen so added a flying tomato hamburger to the menu of his Pyeongchang restaurant ahead of the Olympics. The burger, named after snowboarding icon Sean White, whose nickname is the Flying Tomato, yep. is priced at one million won, which works out to be around nine hundred and twenty dollars U.S. Whoa! Whoa! My God! So while that's the number the number doesn't look nearly as big after the conversion, that's still a very expensive still hamburger. Still an absolutely obscene amount of money to play, pay for a burger. That would still be the third most expensive burger I've ever eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Which Fuck. is crazy high. Man, you are you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, you're just too elitist for us, Phil. <laughs> what? Yeah, I feel like... We're Look, so- I know talent, okay? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't used to think that, but I do now. What? I travel around the world and eat fancy burgers. I, I think more than know, like 5 or $6 for a burger is is obscene. PM. I felt bad for you when I found out you couldn't go to Hawaii for a whole year. And now, <laughs> now I take that back. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, now I can because Trump just lowered my taxes. <laughs> yeah. You, what about yours, America? <laughs> you apparently could have uh, eaten two less burgers and flown to Hawaii with the money that you would have saved from that. Yeah, that's true. So other other burgers on the menu include the cheeseburger. That's uh, uh, 8.5 won or 11.5 won. Is, so, that, is that one based on the snowboarder Raymond Cheese? <laughs> <laughs> that's like 40 cents, isn't it? Yeah, basically, it's not not very much money. Okay. And then there's an avocado burger, which is the same thing, except with avocado. Yeah. But the description of the flying tomato burger on the menu reads as follows. The best special thing. This is only for Sean White. My wish for your gold medal. One million won. Wow. So clearly, this was just a promotional gimmick tied to the Olympics, right? Nobody right, would yeah, ever order. To order it. No one ever order a burger at this place, especially without knowing what it comes with. Yeah. yeah. There's no description. There's a description under the cheeseburger and the avocado burger. The flying tomato burger just, as I told you. But for that price, it better both have cheese and avocado. Well, here's Presumably, the thing. tomatoes. But here's the thing. Even if you were to order it, Moneybags Ranta. Yeah, that's my name. <laughs> you couldn't eat it because it says it's specifically only for Sean White. Then I'll pay double. <laughs> Give me the burger. Or you just be like, yeah, I'm Sean White. So it's just a funny thing that'll never actually get served, right? Think again, cynical jerks. Yeah. <laughs> a video posted on social media uh, by uh, Sean White's coach, JJ Thomas, shows a slow pan from the menu to Sean White eating a burger. What? Oh my gosh. That's right. The owner, Cha, confirmed with Reuters that the video was posted by White's coach, J.J. Thomas, was, in fact, of Sean White at his restaurant. His reaction, quote, is it real? This is Sean White? It is not a dream? Sean White tells me it is real. Oh my God. Unbelievable, Cha told Reuters. Sean White tells me it is real? <laughs> that- I bet there's something lost in translation there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He ordered from me the flying tomato burger, and so I cook it for him. Today is a very happy day. Mm-hmm. What would he have been feeling if he ordered the Western bacon cheese? <laughs> like, just been like, like, today is a moderate day. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh! I mean, you sure you don't want the burger I named after you? Yeah. No, I'm really feeling this one with BBQ sauce think- <laughs> and onions that are deep fried. Do you think Sean White paid full price? Uh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> No, no, no. As far as the one million won price tag on the burger, Cha gave the Sean White the burger for free. Unbelievable. So he just lost a million won because some <laughs> white man from America came and stole a burger? It's even worse. Oh. Because in addition to serving up burgers, he's an out-of-work snowboard instructor. Oh. The reason Cha is serving up burgers in the first place is because his snowboarding business suffered because of the Olympic Games. Hmm. So he did what many Americans did during the Great Recession. He converted his ski shop into a quick-service burger spot. Oh, yeah. Those were popping (laughs) up all over the place. But basically, all these local sports businesses dried up in the winter because of Pyeongchang's resources have been completely dedicated to the games, and slopes that were usually open for business were closed. Oof. And I don't need to tell you that if you can't use a slope because the man needs it, that's antithetical to snowboarders' ethos. Yeah. You know, or in their parlance, a super bummer. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah oh now i understand yeah yeah, I okay. yeah you can't do on that because there's gonna be time trials man so ski somewhere else starve to death i gotta tell you who's gotta be really upset about this is every other restaurant tour in pyeongchang <laughs> yeah <laughs> or sammy western bacon chi well yeah
News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. IOC member nominates Korea women's hockey team for Nobel Prize. Semicolon has no power to nominate team for a Nobel. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, the Nobel Peace Prize really knocked a little bit of the wind out of their sails when they went with uh, Barack Obama, like, Two months into office. Yeah, that was thank you for not for electing Barack Obama, basically. Yeah, right. Thanks for being not Bush. Yeah, that was the yeah. world giving us a pat in the back. Or Henry Kissinger, for that matter. Yeah. But it's like you so spotty record on the Peace Nobel. Yeah, you couldn't right. wait two years. <laughs> but also, Bush's uh, popularity rating has gone through the roof lately in the past year. You yeah, that? that always happens. It's like 70% favorability or something crazy now. Well, in fairness, it's like now who, who would have thought there would have been a worse president in living memory than than George W. Bush? Let's and then not it was make like, this a partisan podcast. <laughs> this is not a politics, listen. politics, politics podcast. Yeah. Okay. It's not even politics podcast. Yeah, exactly. You Omarosa can, 2020. You can, you can listen to Pod Save America for that. Right. Yeah. Jo- love it or leave it. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't think I was taking all that controversial position with that. But uh, So everyone knows the temperatures are cold in Pyeongchang and the relationship with their northern neighbors is equally frosty. Ooh. Ooh. So much so that in an effort to distinguish itself from Pyongyang, all of the Olympic signage on television, I don't know if you've noticed this, and I think this is true, they capitalized the C in Pyeongchang. I thought that it was just like that. No, it is not. Wow. They've, wow. they've done that specifically because I think they did some market research. Yeah. And they were like, oh, no. Everyone's confusing us with the bad guys. Yeah. Ugh. Turns out they capitalized their middle finger to Pyongyang <laughs> while they were at it. Uh, so, But you had the combining of the North and South Korean open ceremony, opening ceremony delegations. That was received positively and as a sign of hope. Good. Yeah. And the combined women's Olympic hockey team had all the makings of a feel-good sports movie. Mm. Yeah. Players from North and South playing at the highest level of world competition, side by side, under one flag that depicts a unified Korea. Nice. Mm. However, that's where this analogy ends, oh. as the Korea women's hockey team lost to 2014 bronze medalist Switzerland in their first game. Eight to nothing. Ouch. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to go out on a limb here, but I, I was not of the opinion that women's hockey was a particularly strong sport for either Korea. Reactions were swift. South Koreans blamed the loss on their malnourished, malnourished counterparts, the North Koreans, who, reported, really? who reportedly ate all of the bread from the pregame spread in minutes, then <laughs> looked from the table to each other in shocked disbelief and said, probably in Korean, Oh my God, you guys, there's also cold cuts. <laughs> ah, there we go. So half the team played in a food coma yep. that ironically caused real concussions. Oh, no, no. no, that, part's a <laughs> that would be a rough one. But it could have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but back to how important this game was. You know how when you're watching a big national game and it becomes a blowout and then the announcers start talking about, I don't know, other teams, uh, upcoming games, and more unforgivably, pop culture? Oh, yeah. So that happens like on a bad Monday night football That's game. That's never Monday. good. Right? This game was basically two hours of being told that no matter the score, this was really, really, really important. Oh, yeah. This is real important. I know, you know, it was there's, there's nothing oh, like no. listening to announcers and being like, boy, looks like your entire production meeting was dedicated to this one subject because oh, you guys geez. are not going away from it. Swiss off to a quick 3 0 lead, but really, there's a lot of game left for these courageous athletes. Yep. Six, six, nothing now, Switzerland. But is there a game that more embodies the Olympic spirit? Yeah. <laughs> Eight, nothing, Switzerland, third period. But if we've got any hope at world peace, 
It's within the locker room of the Korean team. Oh, my God. <laughs> but one member of the IOC is taking this even further. American IOC member, we got one, you guys. Yeah. Angela Ruggiero called for, called for the joint Korean hockey team to be nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. I went to high school with an Angela Ruggiero. Might be her. <laughs> she, she played women's hockey? Yeah. Uh, not that I knew of, but well, I mean, she could have picked her, her up in college. Different one. I would love for the team to get the Nobel Peace Prize, she said. Seriously, the team, something that is uh, recognizing the sacrifice they made to adjusting to their competitions. That's right. An IOC member wants the Norwegian Nobel Committee to give the United Korea ho- women's hockey team a participation trophy in the form of a Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, man. Seems like a bit Pass. of a stretch. Yeah, also, isn't hard it, pass. Uh, isn't it Sweden? No, no. Hmm. Uh, the only one given out by the Norwegian Nobel Committee is the Peace Prize. Huh. Yeah. Wonder why that is. Because there's good people in Norway. Also, you know, how far they came from the Viking invasions. <laughs> now they're handing out that a prize. That was so long ago. Well, yeah. Are you still holding that against them? That was like 700 years it ago. It was incredibly violent, Phil. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> Uh, she was a Ruggiero was a four-time Olympic medalist on the U.S. women's hockey team, but more notably has never won a Nobel Prize, and would be correct to assert, and you would be correct to assert that female hockey players have been woefully underrepresented <laughs> at the annual Nobel banquet. How oh. many? Two, three? Not even. <laughs> Oof. Such an honor. Uh, All for an time, ath- or just like last year? No, no, no. No women's hockey players have ever won a Nobel Prize in any category. Well, then they're a due. Horrifying oversight. Not even the economics one, which is kind of an iffy Nobel. No. Yeah. Well, hey, they should. They should probably give a grad Nobel to Angela Ruggiero for sense of proportion. <laughs> So such an honor for an athletic team would be unprecedented in the Nobel Prize's history, despite all the emails the Nobel Committee received in 2004 after Bill Simmons stumped for World Series champion Boston Red Sox. (laughs) The only Peace Prize winner uh, with elite athletic experience seems to be, do you know this? Mm, um, Nobel Prize winner who has actually medaled at the Olympics. There is one. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, it's actually not a bad guess, yeah. but no, no, oh. it's not him. That uh, was before, uh, I don't think he ever played in the Olympics, actually. Yeah, he, uh, I think uh, that was before they allowed uh, professionals. Oh, I'm glad you said professionals. <laughs> oh, uh, it's Philip Noel Baker, who won uh, a silver medal in the 1,500-meter dash. Is it still a dash at 1,500 no, meters? No, I think it's a run. That was a guess at my point. Yeah. yeah. Okay, at 1,500-meter, he won silver at the 1920 Olympics in Antwerp. And went on to earn the oh, Peace Prize. the Antwerp Games. Oh, yeah. Won the Peace Prize for his efforts in the United Kingdom Parliament in 1959. <laughs> Was that for <clears throat> the Troubles? No, the Troubles were later, right? What What happened in Parliament in 1959 that warranted a Peace Horrible Prize? Horrible brawl. <laughs> Horrible brawl. No, it was, it was, but in this case, it was entirely unrelated. You see, he won a silver medal. Yeah. 39 years later, at the end of his career as, I'm guessing, a lord or what's the other one? Used uh, car salesman. Means what ex-athletes You're a member of parliament if you're an MP. An MP. An yeah. MP. Uh, you know. Military police? No, member of no, parliament. member of parliament. Okay, that makes more sense. But basically, maybe if members of this hockey team could get elected to office, they'd have a better shot. Yeah, or do something meaningful in the field of diplomacy. Well, yeah, and that's that's basically looking at you, South Koreans. Yeah, because North <laughs> Korea, they ain't getting in any office. You're not getting elected there. 
Okay, joining us now on the podcast, we have ice dancing commentator from NBC Sports, Terry Gannon. Well, welcome to the podcast. Joel Anderson just really nailed that intro. Uh, yeah. He uh, looks loose. He's speaking clearly right into that microphone. Well, I think right out of the bat, why don't we uh, why don't we do a little basic background? Can you tell us a little bit about why ice dancing and figure skating are two separate sports? Ooh, I don't what, know why he went with that what, question uh, right off the bat. What? What's a little bit of a them? pat question for a podcaster. That's definitely not going to look good in the technical score. Well, let me ask uh, you, Terry. Uh, you've been doing this a while. You have. You're bringing a wealth of knowledge to every. Uh, right, broad. No, it's Joel's partner, Jordan, is coming in. <laughs> yeah, and and you're <laughs> little out of sync, a little confused. I'm, I'm, it didn't I'm, feel I'm like there was cohesion. Between kind of Joel a little off kilter now. Move. Kind of just wanted to jump in and ask you a question real quick. Um, you bring a lot of a wealth of knowledge to the NBC broadcasts of ice dancing. And I guess I'm wondering, can you parse the differences this time in that now they've allowed 70s, 80s, 90s rock and roll and, music? Ooh, that was a real stumble with the run-on sentence. <laughs> it got confusing near the middle there. He just wasn't able to execute. Right, but this Very is unfortunate for the rest of this run. First Olympics in a long time that they've allowed rock and roll music. And I know it sounds funny, but like for the first time ever, they're allowing that for the ice dancing. And I'm wondering how that's impacted routines. And he tried the question again, and he nailed it. Wow, it was just pure beauty. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you stumble, you got to get right back up, and you've got to try it again. That's just proof that this team has trained. And they can do anything as long as they're having the right day. Yeah, Thanks. absolutely. Well, hey, Terry, uh, why don't you tell us, uh, what is the food like in Korea? Oh, way off topic. Way <laughs> off topic on that one. Joel, wow. come on. What are you doing, wow. man? He's really got to get back on his food? routine. You went Joel to food? really moved Well, I guess I'm just I'm wondering what all of those ice dancers are eating that making making them skate so oh, gracefully. And yet he continues to stumble. <laughs> Oh, he really caught us. Why'd you go with that line of question? It's going to be really hard for him to get back on his feet for this one. But talking about the food, that was just a, that was a question to nowhere. Okay, that one's really going to move the podcast off. I don't think the judges are going to like that at all. You know, there are two ice skaters or ice dancers, siblings from Ann Arbor, Michigan, who attended University of Michigan. They're they're called the Shib Sibs because their last name is uh, Shibutani. They're bringing a lot to the games this year. And I guess I'm wondering, where do you rate their chances versus the other teams that are being... Wow, that was a fun little interplay there. Really reaching out to the millennial <laughs> audience, talking about Twitter hashtags. It's really, really impressive. It's daring. We haven't seen anything like this on this <laughs> podcast in a long time. It's clear that they've been hitting the microphones, practicing a lot for this interview. And boy, he just really executed on that one. Such fun. Such fun. Uh, well, hey, uh, Terry. <laughs> oh, and he went with the intro again. <laughs> ta -ta. Oh, Joel. It's uh, like Jordan has pure focus on this one, and Joel is just, he's really, really struggling <laughs> to get in sync. So tell me, the, uh, are the, uh, are the, the skates, oh <laughs> the skates real sharp? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this has gone way off the rails. I don't even know if they're going to make it to the end of this. I think that this podcast no, no, no. is just going to have to stop I think I, right now. It's no, no, no. Uh, obviously, we know there's a, a big difference between uh, the traditional hockey ski and the ice dancing or figure skating. Uh, sk not, oh, skate. I meant skate. Oh, darn it. Oh, and they both stumbled. <laughs> oh, I think they're both in their head right now. They're, 
They're reacting to what the audience must be saying at home. They're just feeling the pressure. You know, this is they a can, moment where I really could you know, use you, Joel. Trained. I'm leaning okay, on okay, you. They're okay, training for on. so long for this, and this is just really sad to see when they're really when it's game time. They're not. They're uh, not Mr. Gannon, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the intricate footwork that we've seen with. The, oh, 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 oh! Oh, and there's a stumble. Oh there's God, a stumble Joel. in the podcast. Oh, oh, God, your you generally backwards. don't see something on oh, that kind God. of. Oh God, what's what'd you oh, do? You're trying to get up. I'm trying and to get a program like this, you don't often see falls general oh man uh, i oh, was that's... gonna say the the intricate footwork is such a such a fascinating part of ice dancing he's trying to recover you've got to respect trying to recover but a fall this early in the program wow just devastating there's no way now they're gonna catch up to pod save america or the adam carolla podcast or you know at this point i wouldn't even put him ahead of uh, shane and friends the shane dawson podcast very, very unfortunate. What What would you say is the program you're most looking forward to that we haven't seen yet? Wow. And right back. Right back with a clean, clear... You know, this is why Jordan's such a professional. Right back with a clean, clear, concise question. You know, you, you don't see professionalism like that all the time, but he just got right back on that mic, and wow, he just nailed it. Wow. Which of the ice dancers do you most want to have sex with? Oh, and a tough finish. A tough finish by Joel. Oh, and geez, that's Joel, it. That's really the end of the deaf. program. Oh, wow. Gosh. Wow. To end with that on the program. That's really, that's tone really deaf difficult. considering everything, and, Joel. You know, they're going to the judges' box right now. Going to the judges' box. Did they're you, waiting for the scores. The, the judges' box. Oh, my gosh. Hang on, Jordan. Oh, we're about to get the scores. Let's see. A Give me six, that bottle of water. A five, a six, a seven. Oh, a seven. Oh, they're ending with a 42 out of the possible 120. Wow, that is really unfortunate. Does that factor in the degree of difficulty? I don't think the I Google don't. Play Store is going to host their podcast anymore. This is really unfortunate. Well, they'll have another chance next week. Well, at least we got all these flowers, huh? Yeah. Thank you very much for your time, Terry. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's wide world weird sports time. Everybody loves wide world weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world weird sports. Seven things that make ice dancing different from other figure skating disciplines. Holy crap. Yes. We brought it up before. Yeah. I My impression was always that they took the only things that were sort of uh, interesting and really athletic about figure skating and removed them. Right. Well, now you just totally pooched the article. But. Well, you said seven. Well, that's true. Uh, so this is out of the popular sports rag Cosmopolitan magazine. <laughs> or oh, Cosmo. So, yeah, sometimes yeah. they call it Cosmo when you yeah. go to the newsstands. Going, and going you back your... to the theme of the sports outsider sports events of the Olympics, right. I, I would say Cosmo's coverage of sports would be right right in there. Amazingly enough, this is uh, the only article they've ever written that's not about different ways to have hot sex. No, sometimes they talk about like how to do your makeup so that you can attract people to have hot sex with. Oh, Joel. That didn't feel good. <laughs> All right, figure skating is definitely... I'm not allowed the- to talk shit about Cosmo? <laughs> no, it just is, you know... <laughs> Figure skating is definitely the sparkliest, twirliest sport you'll see in the 2018 Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang. No, no argument here. Uh, I like, I like twirliest, twirliest yeah, as an great, adjective. Yeah. 
And well, uh, well, no matter which skating event you tune into, sequins and spins are given. There are some important distinctions between the sports four disciplines. There's the men's and women's singles competition, which feature a skater competing alone. And then there's the pairs competition, which you guessed it, sees a couple taking to the ice. And then there's ice dancing, which might look similar to the pairs, but also features a man and a woman skating as a team. But that's pretty much the only commonality. So the fact that there's a team, that's yeah. the only thing that's okay. Yep. Are the genders required? This has uh, never occurred to me. Know. Could you have two dudes or two there ladies? There was a movie called movie? Blades of Glory yeah. that addressed that, where Will Ferrell and John Heater were a couple skating as two men. I guess I didn't necessarily think that that was entirely accurate. There's a documentary. Jenna Fisher was <laughs> yeah. also in it. Amy Poehler and Will Forte were or not. That's not Will a pretty Forte, strong Will film. Will Arnett were in it. Hey, remember when John Heater was Heater, whatever his name they was? They tried to make him work. So they really hard. tried. After Napoleon Dynamite, they're like, this is my it guy. And then five movies later, they're like, maybe he's the <laughs> it happened to you once guy. <laughs> yeah. That was really clunky. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, Ice Dancing Fast has more common with Dancing in the Stars than other skating events, so before you watch, here's what you need to know about what makes it so unique. Number one, there are no jumps. What? The major, most obvious difference between Ice Dance and other skating events, the lack of jumps. Under Ice Dance rules, jumps aren't even allowed. No jumping. I had no idea that you couldn't. Well, I guess that's a really easy differentiation then. Yeah. Yeah. No that jumps. Remember, I was saying about how they removed the part of figure skating. That... You, you did say that. Yeah. yeah. Even dancing with, with the stars has jumps. Yeah, yeah. You're allowed to jump. <laughs> well, so you don't have the triple axe or quadruple jump in an ice dance routine, but the skater's feet do leave the ice for impressive acrobatic lifts. No jumping. Yeah. Only acrobatic lifts. They Impre- have to be lifted. Imp- impressive compared to what? Because it's not jumps. Well, number two, and there's a ballroom dancing influence. You don't say. Yeah, it's part of it. Uh, pairs, uh, pairs teams perform twisting lifts together, and the male partner throws the female on jumps. Uh, ice dance lifts are a bit more graceful, like something you'd see in a ballet. Ice dance, then, is more uh, like a cousin of ballroom dance. Rhythms like the foxtrot and the samba are used on the ice, just like they are on the dance floor. Okay. I guess I guess we could have seen that coming because yeah. of the title. Yep. Ice dancing. Three, there are required themes. Themes? Required themes. themes? Required themes. On your Olympic application, name, partner's name, theme. Yep. <laughs> it's important for the sport. All four skating events involve a short program and a long program with required elements in each. In singles and pairs figure skating, jumps and spins are, are some of the required elements. But in ice dance, the short program or short dance has a required rhythm or theme for the program chosen by the International Skating Union, or the ISU, which oversees figure skating and speed skating worldwide. So am, they choose the theme? Yeah. I am still waiting for them to to choose funk. <laughs> You want to get me to watch uh, watch ice dancing? Give me some sweet, like, late 60s, early 70s James Brown. Well, do you know what the theme was in the short dance this year? Was it funk? If you were paying attention, you would know. Uh, I wasn't it paying was attention. It was Latin. Yeah, oh. and each team was required to do the same rumba step sequence at some point in their program. Hmm. Yeah, which led to some very sexy dances <laughs> amongst brother and sister in one case. But still, <laughs> yeah, I always thought that was kind of creepy when that happens. But number four, falls are rare. 
<laughs> well, they're not jumping, so I'd sure hope so. There was a fall when I was watching the other night, though. Yeah. It was pretty embarrassing. And even at the time, they were going, falls are rare. <laughs> In other figure skating events, falling is pretty common because of the jumps. In ice dance, falls are rare and disastrous. Yeah, the guy that fell was like it was. They came in last mile. I think it was the oh, Japanese. Team. You mean disastrous, like for the score? Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking when you're jumping, you can actually be yeah. disastrous for your health. Crack right. your damn head open. But yes. if you're just exactly. falling from, that's just embarrassing. It hurts your ego. Yeah, right, I don't exactly. know if we can use the word disastrous when the only thing harmed is your your pride. No, because there's a mandatory one point deduction if one partner hits the ice. Two points if they don't fall. Then on top of those deductions, the skaters also lose points for poor execution of the element in question. Oh, man. Well, that just racks up. Yeah. yeah. No, the Japanese team uh, had a fall, and they were in last place by a lot. Mm. Like, it, that's disastrous. Yeah, I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> if you fall, you get last place. Number five, near perfection is required. I mean, this is the the Olympics, baby. Yeah, but yeah. it's a little more freewheeling when you're figure that- skating. I, yeah, I don't know if that differentiates it from figure skating. I don't skating. know. Since falls are rare, near perfection is required to make it to the podium in the ice dance event. And it was other, a very Canadian podium. In the other events, skaters <laughs> get partial credit for a jump uh, they attempt but fall on and still rack up enough points to land on the podium. You could fall in figure skating. Not so in this one. Yeah, but I would say like, you know, like in speed skating, if you lose by like five tenths of a second, if that separates like first and third, yeah, that's near perfection, right? Yeah, That's well, all I'm one, saying. The, the like, point spread amongst the teams is usually very tight and even a small mistake can spell disaster. Not unlike when you lose something by tenths of a second. Okay, so maybe Cosmo <laughs> Magazine just, okay, here we go. Whoever is handling the sports right for Cosmo Magazine is not up to snuff. Number uh, six, 200 is the magic number. Skating used uh, to be judged on a simple system where 6.0 was the equivalent of a perfect 10, but these days the judging criteria is more complicated with pluses and minuses, grades of execution and difficulty level for each element considered. Basically, there's a lot more math involved now. Oh, good. Well, that uh, was that was what drove me away from the sport in the first place. Yeah, exactly. The most important thing to know is that two scores make up the total for each routine, a technical element score and a program component score, which is artistic or style points. The short dance total is added to the free dance total for the skater's final score, and the best score would usually be at or near 200 points. Hmm. Yeah. And number seven, the big difference. Oh, we've been waiting Here for we it. Go. Lay it on me. Team USA's a powerhouse. Is that is that not true in figure skating? Unlike other skating events where Russian or Japanese athletes are the medal favorites in Pyeongchang, Ice Dance where Team USA is the powerhouse. Three of the top six teams in the world are from the US, and they are all podium contenders at the games. Although I think this event already passed, I don't think Americans won, did they? I would like wonder to see a chart of like uh, you know reality dance competition shows by country, right? <laughs> and then I think we might we might be able to explain that one. Yeah, yeah. that might make it easier. That's true. I, I wasn't famous enough to get in Dancing with the Stars, but turns out ice dancing was a great second option. And that brings it on to another wide world of weird sports. Oh, don't worry that we have Dancing with the Stars next season. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to close another sports, sports, sports podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back Terry Gannon, uh, the uh, figure skating ice dancing announcer, to give you our contact information. Ooh, and they decided to go with a really risky move here at the end of the podcast. 
Oh, well, I mean, Terry, could you uh, kind of go actually, ahead? Actually, and... I, I can take it. Okay. Uh, so uh, if you want to check us out on uh, on Face Scroll. Oh, uh, <laughs> big mistake there. Big mistake. No, I think that's he was not even trying to say Facebook. What, face, we really oh, stumbled Facebook, on that. Then you want to go doesn't to, even rhyme with You want to go to www.facebook.com. <laughs> This is net. a disaster. This is just really Slash a disaster. You can Sports the number four podcast. I've seen them no, do this hundreds of no, times. They've no. never. You can never find us on Facebook like at facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. And you can find us in the Google Play Store by searching sports the number three podcast. Wow, what an execution. What an execution by Jordan. Wow. I have not seen something that impressive since the last podcast. Also, we're on uh we're on AM radio. No, we're not. <laughs> that Wait, was just incredible. Why are you talking? Tuesdays at what 8 p.m. on AM 560. Wow, what a... The what a, score. Jordan's going to have to look for a new partner after this. <laughs> what is this? Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. I don't know if it came across, but there's a certain amount of disdain that I have for ice dancing. Yeah, no, that came across. Yeah, that was oh, loud okay. and clear. All right, just wanted to be wanted to be wanted make sure it was clear. Lights off. <laughs> <laughs>